0: Hey everyone, it's Jeff from Modern Combat and Survival, and it really can't be argued that Bruce Lee was one of the greatest martial artists of all time, if not the greatest martial artist, but he was also a great fighter. Now, you would think that those two things are the same, but frankly, they're not, because in a real street fight against a hardened criminal, a lot of martial artists have found that what you might learn in the dojo doesn't always apply to a real attack. However, Bruce Lee was great at pulling out what does work and separating it from what doesn't work in the martial arts and applying it to real fighting. And today we're going to go into one of the pillars of his fighting system and talk about how to apply those techniques and those strategies to a real street fight. Check this out.
1: Firearms training, urban survival, close quarters combat. This this is another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector and a patriot. This is modern combat and survival.
0: Okay, hey everyone, this is Jeff Anderson again from Modern Combat and Survival, another podcast to help you better prepare for any threat you may face in your role as a protector. And a patriot. And today we're talking about the great and wondrous, legendary martial artist and fighter, Bruce Lee. Now, Bruce Lee, what made him such a great fighter and and such a great martial artist was that he was not one of those that just took traditional martial arts and just followed it blindly from teacher to teacher to teacher. He was an innovator. That's what made him so amazing. It was said that he had over 2,000 books in his possession. He had, tra- he had trained in so many different systems, and what he did was he analyzed, he ripped apart, he tested, and he really defined what does work and what doesn't work in the martial arts and in fighting. That's what really created that foundational concept for Jeet Kune Do, or JKD, his system that he basically developed – and put out there. Now, I'm going to start this whole thing off with saying that, no, I am not a JKD trainee, I am not an instructor, I am not a Bruce Lee expert. However, that doesn't mean that you or me can't take any of the principles that he developed and also apply them to real fighting. And that's what I'm here to do today, because one of the things that he developed as one of the core principles of what he does are what he called the five ways of attack. And essentially, this came from all of his training and all of the all the systems that he had practiced in, and came down to there are five basic ways that you can attack somebody effectively, and you can apply these to a real attack. This is not just for the dojos and you know the, the McDojos where you're training with the eight-year-olds in in pajamas. Okay, this is really this really does come down to ways that you should be looking at how you defend against somebody or attack somebody in a real fight now we're going to talk about these five principles and i'm going to take my experience i'm going to talk about how bruce lee's principles apply to my experience and how i see you being able to use them in a real attack okay so all the jkd experts out there all the bruce lee fanatics save the hate mail i am not trying to be bruce lee's second voice here i'm just trying to say these principles and what bruce lee did was he took other fight principles and applied them to his own training and his own system. And that's kind of what we're doing here today, okay? So we're talking about the five ways of attack. Now, one thing I want to, before we kind of get into this, I think it's really important to point out that these weren't Bruce Lee's five ways of defense, okay? I think it was very strategic in him calling them the five ways of attack because you might have the best defense. You might be able to block a kick, a block, a punch, or, or something really, really well, but that's not really going to win an attack, right? All it does is stop the person's attack and you hopefully stop you from getting hurt. However, these are the five ways of attack, and they're very direct, and they're meant to inflict damage, pain, suffering, and destruction onto the person in front of you so that you can walk away the victor and the survivor. Okay, so I think I think that that deserves to be pointed out with how Bruce Lee developed this. Now, let's talk about the first one. So the first the first way of attack that he, he that he developed was, or he didn't develop, but the way that he he pillarized this, if you will, is called the single direct attack. Okay, the single direct attack. Now, this is the most basic, obviously, of all attacks. This is really just the 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 most direct way that you can inflict damage and destruction onto your attacker. Now, one of the things that was very basic and in, in, in a core to everything that he did was the straight line of attack, that the, straightest, that the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Now, one of the systems that, that Bruce Lee practiced in was Wing Chun, which is a very close in. It's a very close quarters combat style there's very direct, straight punches that are very short, but they're very powerful as well. And but it holds that same principle: the shortest distance between two points is a straight line. Okay, so this is important for you as well because there are a lot of different martial arts systems out there that use very flowery, very complicated, very um, well. Uh, let's just use the word complicated. Okay, they might they might take a di- different direction to go from point A. To point B, but uh, you can 't argue with science that the the straight line is the shortest distance, and in a real attack, speed does count for a lot. not only is it count in getting off the first strike, but also in the power equation, speed has more than twice the effectiveness of strength behind it when it comes to an, to putting power into your attacker okay so if you look at e equals MC squared, well, that M was speed, okay? So speed has more, has, has more of a factor in the science of delivering power under your attackers, okay? So speed is very, very critical here. So when this comes, I mean, we have a principle that we use in our fighting system that basically comes down to the first, it's, it's three principles, but the first two are strike first and strike fast. Strike first and strike fast. And that fits in directly with Bruce Lee's single direct attack thing. Strike first if you can, because that is going to be the fastest way for you to – you don't have to worry about blocking anything. You don't have to worry about where that target is going in front of you. If you have a static target there, a person that is in front of you that is woofing on you, as we say, then being able to strike first is going to give you the fastest attack. It's going to be the most direct attack, and it's going to – um, give you the, the offensive advantage and put that your attacker on the defensive. So I'm a big fan of striking first when you know that that fight is going to happen, when you know that there's no getting out of it, you can't talk your way out of it, the fight is on, you have to be able to recognize that point, and then you need to strike first and strike fast with a very direct attack. Now I'm going to give you two ways that you can use this in your own fighting. So the first one is one that we, we talk a lot about and we demonstrate in our defeat larger attackers system system because this type of attack is very effective on even somebody who is twice your size, okay, and twice as strong as you. And I call it the two handed decapitator. And essentially all it is is if you have somebody in front of you, is all you do is you take two hands and you your goal is just to go straight from where your hands are and push right push that person's head basically right off their body. Now where the head goes, the rest of the body will follow. And even if this person is stacked with muscle, that head and the leverage that you have behind two hands going up and pushing, their, taking basically taking their head off their shoulders, they're not going to. That leverage that you have and is going to take them off balance. And it's going to completely open them up. It's going to put them on the defensive automatically. Now, I've taken a guy twice my size. Well, I won't say twice my size because I'm a relatively big guy. But I've taken a much larger guy who actually was a prison um, a prison veteran and taken him f- straight off of his feet. With, and he was all padded up. So he was, he was basically, you know, he, w- he was a hard target. Um, but his feet essentially went straight out from under him and flipped him right over, just with this one type of attack. Now, this is a really good example of how you can strike first and strike fast with a very straight, single direct attack. But it's not just a head that you can use with it, this same principle with. So the second example I'll give you is the ankle stomp. Now, this is, there's a pressure point right on the inside of the, the, uh, the ankle. We're just a little bit above that ankle bone and this is one of the ones that we talk about in our um what's it called it's our first strike program which is not released to the public yet but it's one that's in development and was shown to us by Russell Stutely because there's a pressure point there and this was one of the ones that he said was his his favorite go-to strategy when it came to taking somebody down because it's so simple it's under the radar it's very it's very direct attack. It's a very short attack because when you're standing in front of somebody, one, they're not expecting it, so they don't even see it coming. But with hitting that pressure point, it can literally put a man straight down on the floor, agonizing in pain and unable to get up and stand and attack back. So that's another example of a single direct attack that will will definitely take out your that that person in front of you okay okay the second way of attack from bruce lee is called attack by combination attack by combination now, this is very basically a sequence of two or more single attacks okay so it can be any combination if you're looking at punching kicking elbows hammer fist, whatever it is essentially he said basically it's it's multiple it's it's a string of attacks now this goes into our third principle because we our principles are strike first, strike fast, and strike repeatedly. So it's the same thing. Any one blow can be a fight stopper, right? It can be if done right, if done to the right the right place, and you're doing the technique right, you could get a one-strike knockout. That could absolutely possibly happen, but it may not. Same thing if you were using a firearm, right? Could one shot take down an attacker? Absolutely it could. But do you just shoot one time and see what happens? No. You continue shooting your weapon until you see that you've stopped the threat. Well, this principle works the same exact way. You want to strike repeatedly until you know that this person has been taken out. Okay, so um, we, there's, there are lots of ways that you can, you can look at this. Um, you know, one of the ways is... Is Well, first of all, you want to make sure that your targeting is really on. So same thing like with your single direct attack. Targeting is absolutely critical for this. And it's about what target presents itself to you with this string of attacks. Because what many people don't realize or don't train with is that the body has certain things that it's going to do and it's going to go through when you strike it. Okay, now this is one of the foundational principles of Tim Larkin's target focused training program is that when you strike an area of the body, there's going to be a, a somewhat predictable way that the body is going to react to that. As an example, if you strike somebody to the groin, like you do an upward strike and, and strike someone to the, to the balls, what's going to happen is that their body, their, their hands are typically going to go down to their, to their groin, their knees are going to bend, they're going to come forward. Okay, and their chin is going to go up, and that gonna, is going to open up another series of targets for you. Okay, that's one of the things I love about Tim's program, and and I've trained in Tim's program, and it works out very well for. Okay, you've struck here now. That opens up your second your second opening to whatever presents itself for another single direct attack. Okay, so again, fastest way between two points, straight line, right? So uh, that's uh, that's that's pretty critical for this. So. Some ways that you can look at this are um, I like I like the the high low strategy for striking. So let's go back to the two strikes that we already went over with the single direct attack, okay? So, let's say that you're standing in front of somebody, you do the two head decapitation, right? So you bring both hands up straight into the per, right underneath the person's chin, take their head off their shoulders. What's going to happen is they are going to fall backwards. One of their legs is going to go back to try and steady them and their hands are going to come up now because they're off balance and they he has one leg going back to try and steady him if he's not already falling back that's going to give you a low-end attack as a follow-up so you can immediately after striking up with both hands you can come in with a low kick straight to their knee or to the side of the leg or if they're already falling down on the ground, you can stomp on the ankle. But it's going to give you an opening down low because you struck up high. Vice versa, if you did the other attack, which is going down to the ankle, and you strike right on the inside of the, of the ankle with your heel, just stomp right down in a downward motion from there, what's going to happen is they're probably going to lift up that leg. They're going to bend over. They're going to reach down and grab that. And it's, because they're bringing their hands down, it's going to open up, their head their neck area you have an upper an upper torso attack that you can follow up with so you want to you want to attack the the target that presents itself to you in a string of attacks. so it's not just a matter of just wailing away at the head like most people like to do okay all right okay well we've got three more of the ways of attack coming up from bruce lee as we've been talking about how to apply his five ways of attack to a real street fight And we do have a lot more coming up, including how to sucker your attacker into offering you his most devastating targets on a silver platter. Also, fake attacks that put you on the offensive and leave your attacker confused and helpless. And a close-quarters combat tactic for neutralizing anyone who thinks they're a boxer before they even get off a single punch. But first, check out this special message.
1: Imagine staring up at a six-foot-nine, 350-pound biker dude, rage in his eyes, ready to cram a beer bottle down your throat as payback for bumping into him. Would you know exactly what to do without cowering in fear, without begging for mercy, without getting stomped to the floor and beaten while your family watches in horror? You will now with this simple three-step plan. One, don't take your family to biker bars. That's really kind of stupid. Isn't it? One, two, harden your mind with bulletproof warrior confidence. And three, master your own secret bag of shockingly powerful fight tricks. Waiting for you and your free DVD, you can claim now at defeatlargerattackers.com. In a real fight, you don't have the option of losing. Not when your life or the safety of your family hiding behind you is on the line. You need to know exactly what to do in those first few seconds of an attack and end it quickly and walk away with your life, your loved ones, and your pride intact. In this free DVD, you'll discover the street fighting secrets for how to knock a bigger, stronger man head first into the pavement with brutal, unstoppable power and speed regardless of your size, strength, or even if you've never been in a fight before in your life. Claim your free DVD now while this offer is still available at www.defeatlargerattackers.com and unleash your true potential to kick ass. And now, back to the show.
0: Okay, everyone, welcome back. This is Jeff Anderson from Modern Combat and Survival, and we've been talking about Bruce Lee's five ways of attack and how they can be applied to real street fights. Now, we've already gone over two of them, which was the single direct attack and the attack by combination. And the third one that we're going to go over is called attack by drawing. Okay, and basically attack by drawing is basically suckering your attacker in. Okay, now in Bruce Lee's method of doing this, it was oftentimes like leaving a target open. It was like basically showing your face. We've seen this in boxing, right? Like Muhammad Ali used to do this. He used to put his chin out there, like, go ahead, go ahead, take a shot. And it lures your attacker into going after you and um, thinking he's got an easy shot or he's taunted into taking the bait. And then as he's striking or trying to strike you in that that way, you're going to follow up with another attack where he's open. Okay, well, personally, I don't think that really works very well in a real fight. Okay, because in the in the chaos of a real fight, there's not a lot of like boxing and dancing around. You're not doing rounds. Right. And it's not a martial arts movie. Essentially, you want to get in, take this person out in a matter of just a couple of seconds. And to do that, you're not going to step back and stick your chin out there and say, go ahead, take a shot or anything like that. Okay, so I'm not a big I don't really think I think real fights are more chaotic than to be able to try and sucker somebody in and draw them in that way. However, in my application of attack by drawing. There are ways that you can use this. Okay, so the first way, the, the one way that I think is probably the most critical, and we talk about this in defeat larger attackers, is using the overconfidence of the person that's in front of you. Now, if you were to go ahead and get in like a boxing stance or a fighting stance, then you're telegraphing that you're going to fight, and that puts them in a ready stance as well. However, if you can stay in a very passive stance, like "Hey, man, I don't want to fight," you put your hands up and like "Hey, I, I really don't want to fight," especially if they're bigger. That gives them the overconfidence that you're an easy target, okay? Rather than coming back with your, you are know, like, oh, yeah, man, I'll kick your ass out. Let's go outside, and I'll, and I'll beat your ass. I'll wipe up this whole bar with you. Okay, that is is great for boosting your ego, but it, it's horrible for actually winning a real fight, okay? So in in the attack by drawing, your better option is to be passive and leave yourself open but ready for that first strike, because being passive and telling them, hey, man, I don't want to fight, gives them the opportunity to back down, right, to to leave with grace. They won the the battle, essentially, because you're saying, hey, I don't want to fight. So that should be enough in their brain to be able to tell whether or not they're going to attack or not, okay? Because you're going to see whether they say, okay, man, that's right, you know, just don't look at my girlfriend anymore, or yeah, that's right, fuck you, I'm, I'm, I'm out of here, you know you know, get the hell out of here or whatever, okay, then you know the fight's over, it's averted, and that's a win in my category, okay, but if they continue their assault after that, if in other words, if they continue to say, okay, that's right, but, I, you know, it's too late, man, I'm going to kick your ass, then you know that the fight is on, okay, and because of your passiveness and their overconfidence, that gives you the ability to reach out and strike first with one of the way, the two ways that we talked about in number one. Okay, so that gives, you an, that gives you that opening there. Okay, so that's, that's really, I think, the best way to use the attack by drawing is, is with the passiveness and being able to use your first strike uh, option that you've got there, okay? Okay, let's talk about number four, which is the progressive indirect attack. The progressive indirect attack. And essentially what this is is a setup by a fake attack to create an opening to set up by a fake attack to create an opening. Now, I've used this personally, and it can work very well, especially if you have somebody that you're fighting that is conscious of the fighting, okay? What I mean by that is they're not just a wild fighter, but they might be a martial artist. They might be some guy who's in the mixed martial arts. They could be a wrestler or something like that. They're looking for their opening. So their brain is engaged with the fight. Now, this can also happen after the initial fury of a fight. So typically, if a fight breaks out, those first couple of moments are just two people trying to strike it out and 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 get the, get a, like a knockout in a way. Okay, but at some point the adrenaline comes down a little bit and it becomes more of a thinking man's fight. So that's this is when the brain is more engaged. You're able to set up a fake attack. Okay, because they're looking for something. They're looking to see how you're going to do it. All right. So the way that the way that I prefer to do this, um, there's a few there's a few things you can do here. So one is to fake to the head, okay, fake to the head, and then strike low. Okay, so this is something I've used in sparring a lot through martial arts and things like that, but I've also used it in real fights. Basically, all it is is just going forward and either snapping with your fingers into their face or even sometimes just showing. Like if you're not in close quarters combat range, but you're close, then basically, essentially, you can reach your hand out like you're going to jab them and if you can make contact, great. If you can snap your fingers like into their eyes, it's going to immediately bring their attention up high. And then you can go low. And, I, and the thing is, is that we're all programmed to protect our face and our head. We're programmed for that. So you want to make sure, I mean, that's that's something you're going to get in a subconscious response from them where their hands are going to go up or they're, they're, their head's going to fly back and they're going to close their eyes. And what that does is opens you up for a low-line attack. Now, that could be a front kick. It could be punching down into their bladder in a downward motion, which is a, an amazing fight stopper right there. It can be any sort of a low line attack, but all it takes is that one little show to the face. Okay. So that's one way to do it. A second way to do it is is very similar, but it's to throw something into their face. So it might be a drink that you have in your hand. It can be your keys. It can be a wallet if it's like a, a burglary type of thing or um, you know, it can be anything that you can use as a diversionary tactic to throw in their face. It gets them, again, focused up high and gives you a low-line attack, okay? Now, the other way that you can do this is something that is more in line with, like, if you are going back and forth in a fight, almost like a mixed martial arts sort of thing, and you'll see this inside of mixed martial arts sometimes if you watch, like, UFC. And what it is is that it's a two-strike two combination that's highly telegraphed and then a third real attack what I mean by that is you might go ahead and do a very telegraphed like side kick from your back leg. Okay, so you're in like a fight stance, you've got your back leg, and you do go to do a roundhouse kick, but it's highly telegraphed. But it's fast enough so that the person isn't necessarily going to grab it, okay? So you can strike fast with it, but it is a highly telegraphed kick. Now, you can pull this off a couple of times. Now, one time... Doesn't necessarily program the person to expect that attack. So you strike out once. It doesn't even have to do any damage. You still want to try and do damage because who knows? You might actually pull it off, right? But you do, you strike once, you bring it back, you strike twice the same way. And what that does is it puts a pattern in their mind that, oh, he's going to my leg. He's going to my leg. He's going to, he's going to do a sidekick to my leg, sidekick to my leg. It's nothing. It's just, it sticks in their brain. Okay. And so what you do with the third one, though, is you change up your attack. Now, Boss Rutten was amazing at this, and what he used to do was the same thing, like two roundhouse kicks, and then what he would do is he would, he would start, like, his hips, like it was going to be a roundhouse kick again, and the person would automatically go to, like, they were going to catch the kick or something, and instead what he would do would be a front kick right into their abdomen, and it would just knock them flat on their ass, okay, um, so it's the two plus one. It's that third strike that's really, really powerful. Okay, and that's and and I like to use kicks with this because um, even if somebody does grab it, if they if they can see it, then you still have follow-ups with the hands and things like that. But but that's the most effective way that I've seen that used. Okay, okay, we're on to the fifth one here. Uh, fifth, the fifth way of attack developed by Bruce Lee. And this is called the hand immobilization attack. Okay, so this is a, this is typically like a wing chun attack, uh, technique. And essentially goes, you, you might look at it as trapping. You've probably heard about trapping before. And this is where you're, 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 you're kind of stopping their method of counterattack. And you're going beyond their defense. So you're kind of stripping away their defense so that you can attack. Okay? Now, this is really only necessary if their hands are up, because in the fear of a real attack, um, I'm not going to go into a trapping discussion here or how you can trap things like that, because it does take a relatively a good amount of practice to be able to trap somebody's hands when you're fighting. And for me personally, I prefer just to go straight down the person's throat and not have to worry about defense Or trapping an arm during an attack or something like that. Unless you're in a a grappling sort of way. But what I'm talking about is, you might get somebody that looks like they say they're gonna fight you, and they go into kind of like a boxing stance, right? Or a fighting stance. They might even be a martial artist. And so they put their hands up like they're gonna fight. Okay? So obviously, they're, they're, they're covering their body, they're trying to take away the targets that they have, and they're ready to attack you. Now, I'm sure you've seen this happen. You've probably maybe even been in fights like this where somebody says the fight's on and they put their hands up, okay? So what you want to do in the hand mobilization is to go ahead and all you have to do is just take your, your non-attacking arm. So let's say I'm going to strike with my right hand. You take your other hand and you just quickly just slap down, using your forearm, you slap down really hard behind their hands. Okay, it doesn't matter if, if their hands are, are out way out in front or if they're up near their face. Essentially, you want to come right down just behind their wrists or anywhere on their upper arm and slap down as hard as you can, and then at the same time, strike through with your other, with your other arm. Now, I like to use elbows. Um, if you're close enough, you can use an elbow. Otherwise, I would recommend either a hammer fist or my favorite is just a palm heel straight into the face. But that slapping down basically takes away, not only, it not only takes away that defense that they had, it's very shocking and jarring to the body, and what you're gonna find is that they're actually gonna come forward and meet your attack, which is why, which is why a single direct attack, or I guess you wouldn't call it a single attack, but a direct attack, straight line coming from around your hip area or wherever your hand is in a straight line toward their face means that your hand is going to meet their face part way. All right. So you're going to get more damage out of it because they're coming forward. You're going forward. It's going to create more power when you, when you actually um, attack them and it's going to create more damage and it's going to stop the fight a lot faster. Okay. So that's the way that I like to use the hand mobilization tech. If somebody gets in that, in that stance, like they want to fight you just reach, you just come down with a sweeping motion right behind their, uh, right behind their hand that's gonna bring them forward. At the same time, you're coming up with a palm heel straight to the face. Very, very destructive, devastating attack that will end that fight very quickly. Okay? Alright, well those are the five ways of attack as applied by Jeff Anderson to street fighting. And um, you need to look. go ahead and look at if you do take a martial art, like how can you apply those same five principles to whatever you train in? Really, because following Bruce Lee's principle of innovation, it's really about no matter what you take. And I don't care if you're taking Taekwondo or or even nothing at all, okay, or if you're a wrestler, you can you can apply this to wrestling just as easy, right? So it's really about taking what you already know or you train with, and finding ways that you can apply these same five pillars and use what works and throw out what doesn't when it comes to a real fight. And if you have no training whatsoever, uh, the tips that we just covered are going to give you something you can use right away because they're very simple to do. Um, I also recommend that you go ahead and grab our Defeat Larger Attackers DVD. It's a free DVD that we give away that's going to go into some more of these principles and show you how to quickly take somebody out that is twice as big as you, twice as strong as you. Okay, and that's over at defeatlargerattackers.com. And until our next broadcast, this is Jeff Anderson saying train hard, stay safe, prepare now.